Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. This week, we cover the sad saga of Blizzard, the return of some old skins, and cover the Countdown Cup. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another gameplay episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. I can't believe it's already week three of the Countdown Cup. Like, that's just... I think part of it is because, Kevin, we had the Solidarity episode where we didn't do anything. Um related to blizzard so popping into it again last week we were doing two weeks of stuff in one week so i think like for us that's why it feels so weird to be here right now because this week is going to be the um is the knockout week so um this saturday and or the sunday actually is going to be where teams are going to find out whether they get to be in this next tournament or not yeah the, it, it does feel kind of weird um, timing wise at least for us but um i do feel like it it is on pace we did take that one week off where we didn't talk about you know anything but it is kind of a weird uh kind of a weird week you know mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm glad that we're getting back kind of into the groove but it does feel um very different <laughs> And then also, like, we're recording this a day later than we normally would because of my stupid schedule. So then that, that also throws it off, too. Also, really late at night. Like, it, it is almost 1 a.m. on a Friday. Um, so that, that kind of makes it weird. Um, but, Kevin, how has playing video games been for you? Um, it's, been, it's been fun. Um, I've been, you know, it, it sucks when work has to cancel on you, but there's good and bad parts about that i mean the good part is you know you don't have to go to work uh the downside yeah, is you know I get, I get free time i get to chill uh <laughs> the only down part you know the the massive downside of it is just you know there is absolutely no way um that i'm not going to be spending that time playing something yeah. uh, so i'm just a completely unproductive member of society <laughs> um but uh, I've been it's playing a lot of Pokemon Unite. On you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I tried to work. Uh, <laughs> I I their attempt an attempt was made, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just I don't I don't know how to go about this part, you know. Um, but for the most part, it's just been playing 
games. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite. Um, on my Discord, my friends are like, Kevin, I'll like, are you okay? Have you touched some grass recently? Are you are you good? <laughs> um, I went outside. I touched some grass. Don't worry. I, I did. I did pet uh, some real 3D grass. Um, I, I took my dog outside. Um, the texture update on this video game is amazing. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that life came in like, you know, 5K, 4K, you know, resolution. And like, you know, this VR system is way better. But yeah, I've been on the grind. Let's see. When when did I hit this level? Was it here? So, yeah. Okay. I posted this. Oh, okay. So, Vet 5. Okay. So, on the 7th. Uh, literally Saturday, um, I got into Ultra Class, which is um, the, the one class before you start getting world ranked. And I did it by playing solo. And these games are hard. Like, I'm sweating. Like, the, I'm playing against, like, people who have probably won, like, multiple, like, you know, tournaments back to back. And I'm just out here being, you know, a sad kid in a <laughs> in a glass box trying to trying to grind my way to the top but honestly like these games are are tough but they're fun they're i'm, I'm glad that i'm getting there and you know if i don't go pro which i mean I, I probably won't um the casting abilities are are still there so um i'll definitely be looking into that as an option a bit of gaming news that i i forgot to mention in the uh, the news episode is that um Avalon, who you would, if you've been with us for a bit, you will remember from uh, our episode where we interviewed her about Hades. Um, she is voicing a new character in a new game. It's for VR uh, from Cloudhead Games. It's called Pistol Whip. Um, and she voices a character in that. Her tweet is, if you have a VR headset, catch me voicing yet another unhinged antagonist, this time with a Southern accent in Pistol Whip VR, Smoke and Thunder. So, Kevin, you have a VR headset if you wanted to listen to Avalon be Southern and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't picked up Pistol Whip, um, but I have I, I have a VR headset. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll take I'll take a peek at it. I mean, I don't mind shooting things in, in, in video games. Uh, that, that sounds like fun. So how about you, Matt? How is your week? How is everything going for for you and uh, gaming-wise? I haven't played much video gaming um, just because, again, it's a hell week for production, which pretty much like... So I, I work from like 9 a.m., have an hour lunch break, I get off at 6 p.m. I'm supposed to be at the theater to rehearse for rehearsal either at 6 p.m. or 6 30 p.m. depending on the day so literally from like I, I get off work I run to like to the theater and like hopefully pick up some food along the way um and then we're going till at least 11 at night so I don't really have time to play I like this week I didn't have time to play anything next week should be better um but I missed out on our our week for the Zomniks our, our match this week um, but apparently, like, we did really well. We, we didn't win. Because um, that's not what we do in the Zomnix. We don't win. We have fun, but we don't win. Um, but so we did pretty well, I guess. I didn't, I wasn't able to see it. 
Um, I did manage on Sunday to make my Lego Batman head bust that I, I bought from the Lego store. So that was therapeutic. Um, aside from that, I'm just very tired. Like I've been trying to finish and catch up on all the comic books that I've been reading so I can just like be on track with work so that I know what's going on in the comic book universes. Um, I have not been able to do that just because I'm so damn tired every day. So that's my life right now. Just tiredness and sadness and adulthood. Oh, I did get my first uh, ever business cards today for the Proclaimer, which is the publication that I write for currently. So I have business cards for the first time in my life. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that's when you know it's, it's real. Um, the second you get a business card from the business, right? Yeah. Like, like they um, paid for it. I didn't have to pay for them. Exactly. Um, for, for me, like I got, I made business cards for casting. Um, and the second that I was able to like spread that out during a, during a LAN event, I was like, yo, this is, this is cool. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to let people know like what I do. Um, yeah. and it was, it, it feels good. It feels, it feels really like right. empowering to know, like, yeah, this is, I got my name on a piece of paper. Because I mean, previously, what I would do when it. people ask me for my contact, if it's like, did they like, do you have a card? I'm like, no, I'm too poor for that because, like, not like, it's expensive to to print your own business cards, right, Kevin? Like, that, that's yeah, money, and you got to figure out like what paper you want it on. Right? It just it's just so much like it's like that scene from American Psycho where he's like freaking out because they have whiter business cards than he does. But what I would do is I would like find a napkin or an old receipt or tear a page out of my notebook and write my contact information for people it was super embarrassing. But now I have like actual professionally done business cards. So like it's chill. Anyway, let's get into this episode so we can finish recording and we can go to sleep because we're old people, Kevin. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right. So um, the week's matches that we just had, not 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 this week that's actually started today because it's knockout week. Um, so week 17 of the league, um, Friday, London Spitfire lost to the Toronto Defiant 1-3. The Vancouver Titans went 3-0 over the Boston Uprising. The New York Excelsior lost 1-3 to the Philly Fusion. The Seoul Dynasty lost 2-3 over the Shanghai Dragons. The Chengdu Hunters went 3-1 over the Gongzhou Charge. Dallas Fuel went 3-1 over the London Spitfire. The Florida Mayhem went 2-3 over the Atlanta Rain. The Toronto Defiant went 3-0 over the Washington Justice. The Philly Fusion went 2-3 against the Seoul Dynasty. The Hunters went 3-1 over the NYXL. The Dragons went 3-1 over the Gongjo Charge. The Boston Uprising went 1-3 against the Florida Mayhem. The Atlanta Rain went 3-1 over the Dallas Fuel. And the Vancouver Titans went Oh, to three over the Washington Justice. So, fairly, fairly solid, fairly standard week. Um, not a lot of upsets here. Uh, there was one. I think. I think the Soul Dynasty beating the Fusion was a bit of an upset. Um, but I I watched both of the Soul Dynasty games. Kevin, did, what, what were you able to catch on, on this fine week of Overwatch? Yeah, I was only able to catch one match. Um, let me make sure that I am on indeed the correct week. Um, we yeah, week seventeen. 
Um, the one that I watched was the Atlanta Rain versus the Dallas Fuel. Um, I just thought that that was just going to be an interesting matchup, especially, you know, everything that has gone on in the past, like, few cups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was the one that I mainly honed in on. Well, let's start there, shall we? How, how was that match, Kevin? So the Atlanta Rain versus the Dallas Fuel, I thought, you know, initially, when you see the Dallas Fuel, we think, you know, May Melee champions been to Hawaii every time. Like they're they're doing something good. And they they were, um, until they weren't. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out again, and I'm a big champion of this dude, and I'm so glad that Atlanta's starting to run him. Kai. Kai came back. Kai has been was was in the roster, was like in the lineup for a couple of these games, and I was like, Yes, thank you. Bring them back in. And they they let him they let him play, um, and it worked. <laughs> and um, the the first thing was you know you needed somebody to play hit scan against Sparkle um, and Jessica. If you're going to be having them play pharmacy, you need somebody else to apply pressure besides Pelican. Um, and yeah, like you could you could do enough by you know keeping them busy in that fact. But most of the battle was in the sky, and it was pelican versus sparkle for the most part but um as stated you know kai is one of those people who when you watch the games back um if you see what he's playing and what he's doing he's definitely an extra bit of buff that like atlanta has been using to their fullest extent um in these last couple couple matches um and i'm surprised that they didn't bring him on in like the last rotation of sorts but um, we'll, we'll go to the breakdown. The first one is Busan. Um, we had Kai on the Cowboy and Pelican, you know, playing Pharmacy in the air. Um, it was 2-0 in favor of the Atlanta Reign. They just played this really standard. Um, Fearless was on... No, 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 not Fearless. Um, Doha was on Tracer for majority of the game, uh, which was kind of a counterintuitive for a little bit. Um, but it didn't it didn't not work. It it did do a lot of damage, but the fact that like Kai was ready um, and just ready to go, it was just click heads for him. Um, we also saw a little bit of Soldier 76, which is something that I don't usually see, but you know, uh, with the change to his recoil and the easier it is to use him, um, we, we've seen it pulled out a couple times here. Um, and then Rialto, um, when the rain... Rain fuel go head to head on Rialto. There's, uh, <laughs> there's one highlight play, um, by Sparkle, and I don't know how many times this has happened, but Sparkle got a melee kill on Pelican in the air as Farah. Um, what? So yeah, he uh he turned off his jetpack, he hit him with a rocket first, and then he he turned off his jetpack and punched him in the face midair, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> like is Pelican getting styled on here? Like this is like too clean for for Sparkle, um. But Pelican definitely took it personally. Um, when they started going into the uh, the the next round, like he put on the jets and literally like wiped the backline, um, of of the Dallas Fuel, and it was a very interesting play style that we saw from Pelican, um, like. 
usually when you see a far battle right like they beat each other you know in the sky they go 1v1 and you're like okay whoever comes out on top is a better far and then they win the fight right um right pelican played this in a very sneaky yet it, it worked kind of way essentially if he saw sparkle he left he, he was just like sparkles here i'm out um so he would leave and just focus everybody else <laughs> like he would he would take the fight on the ground first, deal damage that way, and then because of the numbers advantage, he'd be like, okay, now it's just Sparkle. It's just Sparkle and, and Jesse up in the air. So, like, I can... If Jesse, if Jesse leaves to res somebody on the, on the ground, Sparkle has no backup. And so he took the fight on the floor first, and then he leaves to take to the skies, which was... It's very different from the way how a lot of players... Uh, you know, approach a Farah match. And we saw it very prominently in Rialto. Um, and they, they're definitely looking cleaner. I really do like the way how these teams are, like, figuring themselves out and figuring out how to play um, with each other and, and make it more consistent. So um, Rialto goes in favor of the Atlanta Reign. Uh, Temple of Anubis goes towards the Dallas Fuel. Now, this was just kind of a... A weird blunder game you know it's one of those it's two cp it's it's very wonky still um to watch and long matches um but it the first one was uh the rain didn't have enough people to contest on the end of uh you know on point two so the dallas fuel were able to take that um when they did it when they flipped the sides um i believe atlanta had only a minute left on their clock um but they pushed it all the way to the to the back, and once again, uh, Dallas had more time in the bank, so they ended up winning that map. It was just the way how you know that flew out. Um, the next one, you know, uh, it is Blizzard World. Uh, the Atlanta Rain was were on the attack. Um, once again, they just they just pushed with so much like had so much pressure. You know, you have Pelican, and then you also have Kai on a hit scan like. You can't play your long-range angles, and then Pelican is also applying a lot of pressure. And throughout this game, I just felt like Dallas didn't look like Dallas. They were kind of scrambling around a lot, and Atlanta looked like the cleaner team in this fight. Um, it was really interesting to see how all of this played out, and um, yeah, it goes 3-0 in favor of the Atlanta Reign. So the Reign ended up pushing it all the way to the end of Blizzard World, and then Dallas couldn't even get their foot on the point. Um, so, yeah, Atlanta is definitely showing a lot of promise and a lot of like a lot of cohesion, which is something that we don't usually see um, from the Reign. But they're definitely looking to make a run. Um, speaking of that, since I was on the Atlanta Reign. Um, thing already i saw something on instagram uh not too long ago but um pelican had to go to the hospital because his lung collapsed what um, so yeah he's <laughs> he's gonna be out of a couple games like they need him now but he had a collapsed lung so um he, he's recovering from that uh hopefully that won't affect the atlanta rain too much um but that is definitely like something that is a big hit to their uh their team right now dang hope he's okay yeah and i hope that he's okay um 
I, it, it may just take him a little bit of time to recover, but uh, yeah, we, we should be good. All right. So I, again, I watched both of the soul dynasty games. Um, and again, this week, just like last week for the rest of this tournament. Also um, the bands are echo Ash Sigma and Lucio. Um, so the dynasty versus the dragons. Um, this was surprising, especially because like the soul the dragons did win this three to two, but like the soul dynasty have a very, a very weird track record of like having good parts, but they're never able to really pull it together when it counts. Um, but the fact that they were able to, to take it three to two to the soul uh, to the Shanghai dragons is very surprising and a very good sign for them. Um, it's not the best sign for the dragons because they, they didn't do too well last week and them potentially almost losing to a team like the soul dynasties is even when they're running like their normal standard, like really strong um, roster lineup. It, it's, a, it's a bit worrying for that team. Um, I think that I honestly think that they're fine, but it's just like there's something up with the way that they're playing that it's like it's not what we came what we've come to expect from the Shanghai Dragons. Um, so the first map was uh, Nepal and Seoul took that one uh, win right out of the gate. Um, I think here it was it was it was definitely a much stronger show for Seoul than it was for Shanghai because uh the soul dynasty took both of shrine and village around 100 to 60 is ish um so they, they had a very significant uh cushion for for a capture percentage i think what did it here was the soul dynasty had a really good composition um they're running the arisa here a lot they're running arisa diva and double hit scan with mccree our let's just call him cowboy um, they're running um, Arisa and Diva with the Cowboy and Soldier 76, whereas the Shanghai are uh, running more of a dive with uh, Hammond and Diva, and they're running Sombra Fara. Um, so what the the Arisa allows for the Soul Dynasty to do is as long as they're able to set up in a position where they're comfortable, is they're allowed to kind of just bunker down and have a lot more sustain and survivability um, and tankiness than a dive composition, which is um, if you played the game, you know, it's more reliant on speed or, or getting in and getting some quick damage and getting out as fast as possible. Um, so they're playing very different styles. Uh, normally a Farah would be able to really um, cause a lot of trouble for a, a bunker comp because she can just go up high and then, um, rain down rockets in the problem is is with the cowboy and the soldier 76 those are hit scan uh, characters so they are able to just really quickly get damage in as long as you're able to track farah very well across the the sky like she's pretty much dead if you're not able to really use cover to to keep yourself alive or if you have a mercy on you um so the fact that they were running hit scan here really made Fleta's life pretty much impossible. Fleta was able to get a couple rockets off uh, and, and barrages off, but in the end, I mean, Seoul were able to take this. Moving on to Route 66, um, Shanghai Dragons took this one. Uh, the dynasty looked very, very good, and they were pushing it very strongly on their attack until the very end. 
Um, I didn't expect it because they were still running dive, but they were able to kind of bunker down even with a dive on that last, um, when they're in like the factory area of Route 66. Um, they were able to stabilize somehow and just stop the, the Soul Dynasty from really pushing at all. Um, old usage for the Dragons was very good. They were rotated very well. Um, once they got to that point, they were able to make sure that whenever the Soul Dynasty engaged, they had some ults ready for them to keep them from um, from pushing and getting in. So um, I, I think getting that win condition there is what allowed the Dragons to just kind of bully forward and, and win because they had they didn't have to go all the way to the very end uh, like the Soul Dynasty were, were trying to. They had a clear win condition and they were able to meet it. Um, but in, in general, I still feel like the bunker composition, it, at least at this point in the matchup, the bunker composition is working a lot better than the dive. Um, moving on to Anubis, Soul Dynasty did take this one. Um, the Dynasty were, again, uh, bunker comp, same thing. It's it's a lot. I feel like it's it's a lot stronger. Um, I feel like the Soul Dynasty are just more used to running against other dive compositions. So maybe this was giving them a little bit more trouble. And just the Arisa is such a sturdy pick that um, it's sometimes hard to just dis, to dislodge her or get any value against her. Um, the Dynasty just had a very impressive run here. Moving on to Blizzard World, Shanghai won this one this was a this was a little disappointing because soul dynasty looked like they could have gone the distance here but they're just a little bit messy c9'd it what's just these teams c9ing my god um but yeah. they c9 here so dragons took this one um and then you're moving moving on to busan um dragons had a really close win here uh I feel again, where whereas the compositions maybe for um, for the dragons weren't as good. They did decide to mirror with the Arisa, um, or not Arisa uh, on Sanctuary. They both ran dive on downtown. They both ran the Arisa compositions, um, but I feel like the the alt usage and the alt rotation um, and the coordination is a bit still a bit better. For the Shanghai Dragons, so that that allowed them to get the win here. Um, but I'm thoroughly impressed with how well the Seoul Dynasty performed, um, especially against the Shanghai Dragons. Like they they performed well. Uh, maybe against another team, they would have won this. But like Shanghai is still just that good. So major props to the Seoul Dynasty that they're they're figuring out things that work a little bit better. Um, moving on to day three. Uh, they faced the uh, the Philadelphia Fusion, um, and again against the Philadelphia Fusion. This was another two to three, except this time it was in favor of the Soul Dynasty. Um, the the Fusion took the first round on Oasis. Um, I think that the Fusion were just getting a lot better value with, with their hit scan characters like the Somber and the Soldier Seventy Six. They were really able to do a lot of. Um, a lot of poke damage and then maybe finish off with the Hanzo arrows or, or with the dragon. Um, both sides are running very tanky compositions. Like they're running either Hammond and Zarya with Zarya gives a lot of um, extra defense or they're running the, the Arisa. So again, Arisa is so tanky, so hard to dislodge sometimes. Like once you get her into a good bunker spot, um, 
you really need to focus fire on that shield to take her down. The fusion also took Havana. Um, the dynasty just weren't able to get any really good kills. Um, so, I mean, no kills means you're really not getting very much progress. You're not stopping anything there. Um, so I think that the fusion just were a much better attacking here. And then from here on out, the soul dynasty are just reverse sweeping everything. Um, there's a second round of attacks on Volskaya. Um, both teams just ran this very, very, very quickly. Uh, I think that Prophet did really well on his tracer here, which um, which did the, the Soul Dynasty a lot of good, just having him run around rampant on that tracer. Um, Gesture gets focused down a lot, but I think that's just par for the course. I think like teams just enjoy killing Gesture first in a lot of fights, which caused a lot of delays for the Soul Dynasty. Um, the DPS line really was the key difference for the Soul Dynasty here. I still think they really need to pay attention to defending their backline because it's not they're not doing it. Their backline is always dying first. If they really want to be a championship tier team, they need to pay attention to saving their backline because that'll keep them alive throughout the fight. King's Row. Um, I think I fell asleep watching this one. I don't have a ton of notes, but... <laughs> Uh, Soul Dynasty won King's Row. Um, yeah, I, I fell asleep for this one. I was came back from rehearsal, watched uh, Volskaya and King's Row. I fell asleep during the King's Row one. So important thing to note is they won. <laughs> and then for Nepal, um, Village and Shrine, the Fusion are just looking at their face at the end of this round. It's just such a disappointment because I feel like they expected to beat the Soul Dynasty, and I feel like anybody would have expected the Philly Fusion to beat the Soul Dynasty because the Philly Fusion traditionally are a strong team, whereas the Soul Dynasty are, are kind of wish-washy. Um, but it's just, in the end, I think that the Soul Dynasty just were on a roll. I think they learned a lot from facing the uh, the Shanghai Dragons, uh, what worked against the top three team like that, and just kind of um, re-emphasized it here. Uh, the The Soul Dynasty are, are always just rushing the point, taking it first, and then setting up their, their bunker composition. And it's really working. So um, seeing who they face next week, whoever they face, or this week, see if they're able to, to break through that bunker composition. Um, impressive that they were really able to, uh, to do a reverse sweep here. And when they are diving, they're running a better dive um, than the the Philly fusion. Um, but I have a question just concerning dive, Kevin, because I've never liked dive as a composition. Mm -hmm. um, when you're running dive, just from my perspective, like what, besides like primal rage being a very good, like point holding sustain ultimate with, with that health and the ability to push uh, opponents away, like, what benefit do you have running Winston over running Diva or Hammond? Because I feel like Diva and Hammond just are such better dive tanks than Winston. Like, if you can't tell, I don't like Winston. Yeah. Um, the the thing that Winston provides uh, for teams is that little bit of, like, I uh, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, you run Diva regardless. I feel like Diva's kit is just so beneficial 
um, that you really can't run a dive without Diva as well. Um, but the reason why I like Winston over um, over Hammond is when you play Winston, you aim for 1v1s. Um, you aim to take fights in your bubble. So, like, you, you hop on somebody and then you isolate that fight away from the rest of the game. And because of that, like, they either have to respect what you do or or don't and then end up dying. Um, so, for example, like, if you see a Zenyatta and you hop on it as Hammond, right? Like, sure, you can get some damage off, but the second that you swing in to try to initiate, uh, everybody's focusing on you. Um, when you're Winston and you hop in the back and then you put that bubble down, they have to, like, it's you in that Zenyatta in a cage match. Like, that's... That's what's going on in there. Um, and that's the joy of, of that, and I guess. And even until someone else walks inside the cage. Yeah, and that's that's becomes half of the dance. It's like you have to learn how to like not get completely destroyed while, uh, while bubble dancing, you know? Okay, so, so I guess tips for running Winston, because I mean, like, when you gave me tips for running, when you gave your, your Zarya, little Zarya lesson, like I learned from that. And like, I can play Zarya passably well now, but like no matter what I try, like the only time I can ever play Winston and do anything good is when I'm playing Winston on, on total mayhem because super health and like no cooldown. So I can just hop in bubble, hop out bubble, hop in bubble, hop out bubble. And it just keeps the point stalled for so long. Yeah, um, number one is there. there's a mini combo that, like, I know that I abuse a lot because I was, when I was a tank main, or I still am a tank main, um, but the way how you play Winston, there's a small window where when you land on somebody, you you have enough time to land a melee hit in before you fully hit the ground. So what you want to do is when you're hopping in, you punch and then you land on the ground and that does 75 damage total. And then you just, you know, hold the, hold the taser to them. Um, but yeah, it's the tickle cannon. Yeah. The tickle cannon. So the thing is, oh yeah. And then also you want to alternate your melee hits with your, with your, uh, your, your, your tickle cannon, because you want to, it does the same amount of damage over time, but you're conserving ammo. That's another thing that like it takes a little bit of time to like mentally think like, oh, they're within punch range. So punch them, give them a zap and then keep running at them and then punch them again. Like it does the same amount of damage over time. It's just one uses less ammo than the other. Okay. Okay. Now, now best ways to use primal because I like, I'll try to use it but I'm not effective with it. Yeah. Um, the the way how I use Primal is a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, I rarely use it to initiate. Um, I mainly use it to, to get out of situations that I think are terrible to be in. Um, and the reason for that is, like, it mainly just gives you a ton of HP, right? Like, that's... The main thing right. that you're you're mainly using it for. So there's no reason to like try to 
try to use it to deal damage. It only does like 60 damage per dap. So you you want to like if you're going to go and like, you know, erase somebody, you want to do it with like a lot of damage. The main reason why I would ever use primal outside of like outside of surviving would be to contest a point or to make sure that I have HP to continue to fight. So when you're in primal, you're not using it to damage. You're using it more for, um, you're using it more for survivability and the ability to dislodge people. Um, like it's funny if they have high ground and then you use primal because then you just knock them to the low ground and then they're just like, Oh, we have to fight here, I guess. Um, that's one way how how to use primal. The other way is to just use it to get out, to get out of fights when you're in a sticky situation, which I have done quite a bit. <laughs> okay, okay, for sure. So now that we've gone over the matches from last week, um, the matches from this week did start today or yesterday technically, which is Thursday. Um, but so week eighteen, which is our knockout week round, um, I. I Again, like just as always, just especially because it's busy, I'm probably going to wait until, I mean, unless something really intense happens, like has tended to happen with the past couple of ones where it's something completely throws off who we expect to see in the finals of, of the knockouts. I'm just going to stick to the watching the TBD stuff. But so far, the Paris Eternal lost two to three against the Toronto Defiant and the Houston Outlaws beat the Florida Mayhem three to one. So today, Friday, um, the Chengdu Hunters are facing the Hangzhou Spark. The Valiant are facing the Gungzhou Charge with the Encore after that. Uh, the Spitfire are facing the Eternal. The Shock are facing the Titans. The Mayhem are facing the Gladiators. The Valiant are facing the Hunters. The Gungzhou Charge are facing the Spark. There is an Encore of the Valiant versus the Hunters. Um, the Spitfire are versing the Vancouver Titans. The Gladiators are versing the Houston Outlaws and the San Francisco Shock are facing the Toronto Defiant. And then after that, we have one, two, three, four, five, six rounds of knockouts. So there's a lot going on this week. I feel like the most interesting matches are probably um, the Mayhem versus the Gladiators, the Gladiators versus the Outlaws, and the Shock versus the Defiant, because I feel like those ones could go either way. I feel like the rest of them are pretty, uh, are pretty solidly in one direction. Yeah, I'm mainly looking at these for, you know, those to be determined games um, on Sunday, um, mainly because, you know, that's what's going to determine what goes into the Countdown Cup. And I also want to just see where the shock land. Um, they, right. They've they missed every tournament so far, you know, every go to Hawaii Which fun party tournament. They have such a good record, like them and the Outlaws have a really good record, but they've not been to any of the tournaments. Yeah, they just don't perform when it's crunch time, you know? Um, and, like, I feel like the second that they figure that out, and if, you know, if it is this season or next season, um, that's going to be very important, uh, all things considered, especially when it starts getting into, uh, you know, harder games. For sure, for sure. All right, I guess that does it for us this week for our gameplay coverage anything else you want to leave off on kevin um it not 
really have have fun play your games uh buy me lactose free chocolate milk um that that's <laughs> it uh yep <laughs> all righty guys thanks for tuning in for us this week we'll try hopefully to get everything recorded on our normal schedule for next week um but thanks for tuning in and um yeah talk to you soon adios Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save